All right, y'all, welcome to the Mad Rhythms Podcast Network. This is the Either And Podcast, and I'm your host, Brill Barry. When there's contention or controversy, most people believe the solution has to be either or. I believe the solution lies somewhere in either and. Welcome to the Either And Podcast. I'm your host, Brill Barrett. In today's episode, we have the pleasure and honor of having as our guest, the Honorable Suave. Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What an introduction. What an introduction. I'll take that any day of the week. Thank you. Now, Suave, I say honorable because I've known you a long time. So, you know, some people use it in terms of legality, the lawyers, and the, the, the honorable, the judge. But I say honorable because as an artist, I think it takes a certain type of person, an honorable person, to become a mentor and then to spend their lives mentoring the next generations, plural, of dancers. So Hip Hop Connection, that's your baby. Um, and that's how you and I first connected. So I want to start off by just having you introduce yourself and telling the people a little bit about your history, what brought you to not only Chicago, but to then create Hip Hop Connection. Okay, well, um, so as Brill said, Hip Hop Connection is something that I started back in March 1999. I was probably about three or four then, but uh, <laughs> you know how that goes. Um, yeah, um, as a as a dancer, actually, I originally uh, came from England, from London, England, and um, I used to, well, I used to dance and DJ, um, and then I moved out here. Um, Wait, I had to laugh because now I'm like, oh, the Idris Elba. The Idris Elba also DJ. No, no, but he also danced and DJ. That's true. Yes, you are correct. So now the comparisons are even more. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> this is not Idris Elba, y'all. <laughs> but it could be. But it, <laughs> but it could be. Um, no, so I came from England. Um, and I moved out here because I actually used to play professional soccer in England, uh, which, uh, which is something that a lot of people don't know about me. I didn't um, know that. Well, there you go. I'm not saying the honorable uh, swap right here is letting you know that he used to play soccer back in the day. And then, um, and then I got injured and then I came out, um, over here for rehab and, um, and then I just noticed those McDonald's on every single corner. I was like, oh my gosh, I love America. I want to come to America. Um, so I did. And uh, a lot of people ask, ask me what got me here. And I always say the same thing, a plane. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like a road over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say those slave days. You know what I'm saying? But no. Um, so yeah, I came out um, over here. Um, and I really didn't have much. Um, I tell the story that I came over here with a suitcase, um, a backpack, and $300 in traveler's checks with nowhere to go, standing outside O'Hare Airport. Wow. Um, and that's literally how how I started here in this country. Um, and true story, I went through my small little address book um, that had maybe about 20 American phone numbers and uh -huh. I went through each one and no, no, you can't stay here, can't stay here. And then I got to my very last one and the person said, yeah, you know what, I got a place uh, where you can stay in for about about two, three weeks. And so uh, that's where I started out there and then I was bouncing about 
uh, from place to place. I mean, it's the true, um, mm. it, it's a true coming to America <laughs> type story. True rags to riches yeah, story too, yeah, man. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, rags to better rags, you know what I'm saying? Rex the better egg story. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was poor. I mean, I bounced around. I lived in in people's houses on floors, on on couches and stuff like that. Um, but I never took no for an answer. I mean, mm. everything for me was always about. Um, if people ask me what's your plan B, I would always say my plan B is my plan A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because plan B isn't isn't yeah, an option. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, um, and it's so funny because honestly, as you go through life, you're you're always worried about what might be and what might happen. And when we're younger, we don't think about stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like no, it's just gonna work. Yeah, and yeah. You become reckless, so you don't think about uh, about like how much it might end up uh, costing you or mm -hmm, this or that mm -hmm. the other. And we just do it because we know it will just happen. Yeah. It's going to work. I always tell this story about if you want to see the best improvisational tap dance, teach two and three-year-olds and tell them to improvise. Mm -hmm. They do crazy stuff because the world hasn't told them what they shouldn't do yet, right? And so I, I listen to you saying that, yeah, when you're younger, you don't know you don't even care what something might cost, what it might end up taking. You just know, here's the, the objective, here's the end goal, and I'm going to get to it. Either it's going to work or it's not. But uh, for me, it was never an option of it may not work out. Mm. Like, I look back at all the things that I've done, and I sit back here now, and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I would never think of doing that now. But then that also reminds me, that's how I need to live now. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I need to live uh, um, in this free world of like, you know what? I'm just going to make it happen and not yeah. think about the consequences because there are no consequences if you make it happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and unfortunately, a lot of us are scared of 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 the outcome mm -hmm. of if it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't ever think that it won't work. Like, why wouldn't it work? I thought of it. <laughs> it's going to work. You know Henceforth, the honorable. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, and then um, and then what ended up happening is that um, I was teaching classes at a studio. Mm -hmm. And um, and the kids were like, hey, we want to uh, perform. But wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you skipped a moment from. So, how did you go from? You got here. You you staying with some folks. You couch surfing. Okay, yeah. Where did dance enter All for right. you? So, um, I started uh, to dance for a DJ interactive entertainment uh, company called Total Entertainment, <laughs> um, and that was the doing the bar and bar mitzvahs and the okay. that, and the crowd interaction. That's, that's where you and J Bo first. Yeah, had the similarities. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I started doing all of that stuff, and and again, it was about just being the best entertainer that I could be, and mm -hmm. and and we had some heavy hitters um, in in our particular uh, entertainment uh, company, and we were always just trying to be the best, just trying to be the best, trying to be this, and um, but through that, I also used to watch the DJ and. And I love the command that the DJ had of the crowd. Mm. And then I'd watch the MC. And, okay. and like, everyone had their own roles. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be more than just a dancer at that point. Got it. Um, got it. And got then it. I learned about the DJing world and, and, and 
and that became absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, and then I end up uh, DJing uh, the nightclubs in Chicago and stuff like that. And then I want to be an MC because I saw how the MCs also now. This is a funny story and true story at <laughs> like that. Back when I was a kid, I used to have a stutter. Okay. I couldn't say a sentence without stuttering. Wow. So the fact that I moved to America and then I end up also becoming an, an MC, all of my friends in England were like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you're the same kid that, that couldn't literally uh -huh. could not put a sentence together without stuttering. So, um, so. But ultimately, um, I became an MC, a DJ, a dancer. Um, I did some uh, music videos, uh, movies, tours, and stuff like that. Then I ended up uh, taking over the over the dance studio that I used to work at, which is where I founded Hip Hop Connection. Um, again, March fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Wow! And um, it was a bunch of kids who were the ages of 12 to maybe 17 who just wanted to dance more than than just in their studio. Mm. And what ended up happening was that I remember our very first show, and I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Anthony Wolf. Um, he used to have his Anthony. show. Yeah, um, his life shows. Mm -hmm. And he invited my little young kids who and, and like uh, um, we got these t-shirts and we spray painted them <laughs> uh, uh, with our Kintu logo and stuff like that and we performed and, and, and all the groups there were like wow these guys are good mm. and I'm sitting there like I don't know like you know what I'm saying this is what I do like like why wouldn't anyone be like us uh -huh. But we had a whole different aesthetic. And also, I laugh at that because everyone always says, well, hey, like, who do you compare yourself to? And I'm like, I'm from England. Like, I don't compare myself to anyone out here because I don't know what anyone else does out here. Mm -hmm. I just know what I do and I know how I teach. Mm -hmm. And I got these kids up to par. And I had the older groups like, wow, how, how can I get to be in your company? How can I get to be in your group? And I'm sitting there with like 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds. Uh -huh. And I've got like 18, 19, 20 year olds like, I want to be a part of your company. And that's basically how we started to get a little bit more um, recognized. Okay. Um, then, <laughs> then I want to say a couple of years later, um, let's have a look. When did we... Uh, you know what? As you were talking, I was literally trying to place... What year was Rome and Jewels? Rome and Jewels. Was that, was that before the one? I want to say, no. So, Rome and Jewels happened the first year. Okay. This is, <laughs> this is how crazy I was. It's the point where I didn't think about things. I just did them and uh -huh. just knew that it was going to work. So, I wanted to do a, a community show. And um, at that community show, I wanted to invite all the groups who I knew at the time, mm -hmm. uh, Mad Rhythms included. But at the same time, for the very first Rooms and Jewels, I was like, you know what? Let me do it the same weekend. So I'm going to do uh, <laughs> the one on the Saturday and Rooms and Jewels on the Sunday, <laughs> which was the dumbest thing. <laughs> right. He like, Brill is laughing hard right now. Right. 
I'm falling out of my chair because because he knows that's a no no. That's crazy. That, that's a no no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I remember uh, we did the one on the Saturday, and the craziest part about that was I was uh, I was already expecting like a hundred, two hundred people, uh, because it was our very first ever uh, community type show. 800 people showed up out of nowhere <laughs> and I'm like wait where did all these people come from? like this, this was in the north suburbs right this was in the north uh, this is um, it used to be called the St. Alphonsus I believe on um, on Ridge Road okay on Ridge Road um, in in Evanston um, and that was our very very first show and I remember 800 people showed up out of nowhere I'd like I didn't know I even knew that many people in America mm-hmm. um, and it was this big massive show and that's what actually started the one like mm. um, and that's where now I met you I want to say the year before that maybe no or, or was that Chicago after that I think that Chicago might have been after that I think so I feel like I'm trying no man. it was before what? that and I'll tell you why it's because that's how I I got Josh and those guys involved. It's because uh, I met them at the one. At, okay. So oh, uh, you met them uh, at Dan Chicago. At Dan Chicago. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. So well, that makes sense. We were on the the same night, a curated night together. Yes, with, sir. With, with, so here's <laughs> so here's my memory of that same time. I remember we got you invited us because you invited us to both, but the way you invite obviously to the one, come in and do your stuff. And then, as you always do, you were like, but I got this other show, Roams and Jewels, and I got a part for y'all. I've created a section for y'all. So it's just four counts. Music starts here, stops here, and I just want y'all to do something in there. And But I feel like we there wasn't a lot of time. Like I feel like you told us, whatever it was, we literally were in the back like, okay, what do we have already that can fit in this section? And we put it together and came out in Rome's and Jewels with a little special part. And yeah. I'm like, this cat works kinda like me. <laughs> Cause I'm I'm the improvisational base, so I want to yeah. do everything. I'm I'm kinda last minute with everything or have been for a long time. So that was when I got a a gander at your at your working spirit. Like yeah. the way you attack things. And I'm I, I thought it was crazy you were doing two things two nights in a row. Cause I we did two productions in the same year and I was like I'll never do that again <laughs> you did two productions in the same weekend, weekend. Yeah. I was like oh this cat is crazy um but yeah that's so that's interesting we had a little part in Rome's and Jewels that you and I've I've always admired that about you is that you have an eye or not even an eye but you have a mind for the bigger picture yes. like you can see you look at something and you're like I want this here this there that and then maybe the tap dancers could come through there and by the time you start bringing in the pieces, you've already seen what the totality looks like. And the key words were <laughs> the bigger picture. Um, and that's always been me. I've always looked at bigger picture. If someone if someone uh, gives me an idea, I start thinking about where it could lead to when that person is just talking about what they see right then and there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Let's look at like the bigger picture. Like if <laughs> if if we do this and that and that with it, and then we include this and that and that, then it could become this big amazing thing. And they're like, wait, but I just wanted to do this little thing. I was like, nah, but I don't <laughs> care about this little thing. I care about the bigger thing. Like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? How can we make this into the best thing in the world? 
and that's how I've always thought about about everything that I do in my world is like mm-hmm. I want to I want to reach more people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It it's 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 always been about inspiring the masses mm-hmm. as opposed to inspiring those that are just in front of me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh we can always <laughs> bigger picture. Right. It, it, it's <laughs> I mean like you know what? I love teaching the people in front of me, but I can only I can only do so much and get so much out of the people in front of me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I want more. Um, and that's where all the traveling and, and, and being invited to do all these uh, workshops and math classes and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, once that starts to take off, I realized, actually, I'll tell you where I realized where my true passion for doing that kind of stuff was, mm-hmm. was when I was, um, I remember seeing all of my friends uh, doing all these music videos and movies and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I'm just as good as them, if not better. Why are they doing all these things, but I'm not? Mm-hmm. And then and then one day I was teaching three boys, I think it was three or four boys, and their mom was watching from, a, uh, from, a, from an observatory up top and looked down. And after the class, the the mom comes up to me and says, hey, I just want to let you know that as I watch you, you have no idea the influence you have on my son. He looks up to every single thing that you do and like mm. he, he listens to every single word that you say and he goes home and, and like he quotes you and, and stuff like that. And, um, and that was the day that I realized mm. that my future wasn't meant to be about about uh, what movies or what shows or what or whatever it, it was that I was aspiring for, mm-hmm. right? And looking at other people for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was right here, inspiring people, inspiring the youth. That's interesting that you say that uh, because I think about the time when even in my own career, it went from what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish and it turned into, like I, I tell people, I never set out to be a teacher. Teaching was what you did in between gigs. It was just yeah. literally a way to stay busy, make some money, try to be able to pay bills. But at some point, I realized that the teaching was my gift. And so I used to say, tap dancing is my gift. And then I realized that, no, tap dancing is just a tool the gift that God gave me is how to affect change in my community through the art form, through tap dance. I always say that I don't teach dance. Uh-huh. I teach life lessons. Dance is just my uh, vehicle. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. and, and I think, I mean, as you and I kind of sit and talk back and forth, I think that's the reason why you and I have always clicked because I think you and I have always had the same thought about community, about inspiring, about about just leading the future. I think that's always been the thing that has mm-hmm. always resonated with you and I. I mean, since the first day that literally we met, we became brothers the very first day. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, and I and I and so I look back and I think back to some of the, I remember some of the earlier The Ones, because mm-hmm. you've done, how many years now? You said 99 was the well, first year? Uh, no, 99 was when Connection started. The first one, uh, and I should know this up by heart, uh, probably 2003, I want to say. Okay, okay. Like that. Well, I just remember that I would always, because first of all, y'all always, your swag has always been there. 
it's it's gotten better over the years well, and changed you, sir, over the years. You. I've seen you know, I've seen Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> put a little, little salt, pepper, paprika <laughs> on it. Um, but I would always go to, you know, we would always, you would always invite us. And it was so funny. I would talk to people. That was like our, I used, that was my bragging rights. I'm like, yeah, we're the only tap company that gets invited <laughs> to the one every year. Yeah. Suave invites, yeah, yeah. So I Go was like, the top companies. yeah, and I was like, because at that time we always knew that inside of tap was also hip hop and also jazz and also all these other elements, also African. But the hip hop community in Chicago never really received us or connected with us in that way until you. Yeah, well, so on that, that was the big thing that I realized is that I had made friends in the community from all over. Uh, the South Side. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying uh, the tap dancers. Um, oh, uh, by the way, I'm so glad to hear you say tap dancers. Of course, <laughs> come on now. I know the terminology right there. I know the terminology. Come on, um, uh, Stephanie Paul uh, with uh, Groove. Um, Be the Groove. Be the Groove. Be the Groove. Dude, I I I was always about um, what art out there, and and at the time we used to call it. The urban arts, which obviously, uh, yeah, okay, enough said. <laughs> yeah, that's People another whole the conversation, there, right? right? But yeah, but I was always about what street dance forms are there that I can just bring all together because at that time there wasn't a show like that mm-hmm. where all it was always like friends inviting friends, but I wanted the community every side of 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 street dance out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um so it was so important to me to get um people like Mad Rhythms, Be the Groove, um uh Step Teams and uh-huh, stuff like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. All just to come out and just all show their stuff in a non competitive environment. Yeah. And that is what uh makes the one so different than every other showcase out there is that it's not a competition mm-hmm. and it's it was all about the community yeah all all just all just embracing each other's stuff and mm-hmm. that i i believe is what has made the one successful and obviously just got uh, um i want to say bigger and better and bolder but well, listen when i knew that the one was like the one <laughs> is when you started moving it to different theaters every year and the crowds would follow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is not about a neighborhood or a location. This is about wherever this show goes, the people follow. And that's, I was like, that to I me- I never thought about it like that. Oh man, that I saw Crazy. that as a, that, that's what made me see it as a success beyond other things that were yeah. similar or kind of like it, other showcases, other whatever. I was like, the one can go anywhere in this city and we'll pack it out and people will come because it's always been people from all over the city. Yeah. You've always had the South side, the North side, the suburbs, again, mostly, mostly hip hop dance or street dance, but also tap dance, also beat a groove. Like you've always had that open mind and that clarity that this is all part of the same tree. Yeah, you know what? And the crazy thing is, I mean, even the South Side, they always stuck in their lane. Uh-huh. And no one ever invited them and then never invited anyone from outside of that. Yeah. Until we got them into the one. Uh-huh. And, and that basically opened up their eyes to a whole new world of like, oh my gosh, there's a whole new world of dance <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah, This is yeah. insane. Um, so I think for me, I always wanted to join all, all of the different 
facets of the world mm-hmm. of dance all together is because we are all one dance. Mm-hmm. Hashtag the one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, I think that's something that, again, I didn't even mean for it to be like that. But again, my only vision was to to host a community show. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And then through that, it just took a life of its own. But that goes back to the bigger picture. Yeah. Always seeing you're a bigger picture kind of person. And I admire that. And that's why I love having you as my brother. Cause I'm like, we, we, sometimes when you talk to people and you share things with people, if they don't have the same kind of mindset or mentality, they'll tell you why this is not possible. <laughs> right. Or this is, these are, these are the things that, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, Oh, I don't know if you read, have you ever done it? Well, how do you know you can do it? But when you got somebody who's already in their own life, pushing, pushing the boundaries every yeah. time they, they, they do anything. Then when y'all have conversations, they're boundary breaking conversations. Yeah. Then we talk about the next level and the next level. Yep. It doesn't matter if Level we up. haven't, if we haven't seen it yet, cause we know we're going to see it soon. Level up. You know what? <laughs> anytime, anytime I've, I, again, I only like to be around big thinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not a big thinker, then you're not for me. Mm. I'm saying it's really that simple and I surround myself around like in the professional world I only surround myself around big thinkers Mm -hmm. and if you're not a big thinker you're either about to become one (laughs) (laughs) or you're not and if you're not then cool I'll see you around but uh, you'll never be a part of my projects Yeah, and um, so yeah so like uh, talking to people like I, I, I wish you to again it all goes back to what's your plan B, your plan B is your plan A, right? Yeah. Um, I just, anytime I would, I would ever come with any kind of, well, hey, are you sure? Da, 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 da. I'm like, like, do you not know me? <laughs> do you not know me? What do you mean? Like, like, what if it doesn't work? Right, right, There's right, no such right, thing right. as what is, like, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if- Cause I'm gonna do what it takes to make it exactly, work. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's that constant hustle that that people like you and I, and it's so funny because even though, um, like I've known you for so long, I've lo- so I think the craziest thing about you and I is that you once said to me, "Man, I saw what you did at the one and and like how you promoted." So I started to introduce that into my world of mm-hmm. of like of like how I promote and and the postcards and this and that. But then I would look at you and see and see some things that you guys did. I'm like, oh, that was a great idea. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I wanna, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I wanna, yeah, just take a hold of that and make it into my own. Uh-huh. But but the best part about that is that the both of us always supported each other. It's yeah. like absolutely. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. Oh yeah. I, look, I remember when uh, I was like, how do you uh. You you you'll remember this when I started talking about it. I was asking you about your your rates. Yeah. How you how you come up with the what's what's the word the the range of rates mm-hmm. and how you and instead of telling me oh it's possible you can do this you just sent it to me. Yep. You were like here you go. Here it is. And I was like and then and so you're right. It, there's sometimes when you have the knowledge or you have the info and somebody asks you you tend to want to hold it close to the chest because I don't know. There's a lot of people pl- operate that way. Yeah. But I like what you and me, it's always been, you know, what you whatever whatever I figured out, 
I'll shoot it to you. Whatever Absolutely. you figured out, you'll shoot it yes. to me. And and it helps us all grow. Grow, and, exactly. It helps us all be more beneficial to not only ourselves, but then our young students and dancers under us. There is room for everybody. It is. It is. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that uh, they want to try and keep it close to their chest because they don't want anyone else uh, taken from their success. Well, there's so much more out there. We can all be successful together. Mm-hmm. Why don't people understand that? <laughs> Why does it have to be a competition, you versus me? How about let's all rise up together? And that's another flip on the either or or the either and. A lot of people think it's either got to be you or it's yeah, got to be me. No. How about it's either you and me, yes. right? Because I, I just think if 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 what what it was is that it's a, it's a quote a rising tide lifts all boats you know it's one of those sayings that you've heard. You, you know you probably they ain't say that they ain't say that in your neck of the woods they say that in politics all the time though uh, six to one half to together and I say that's what like we say in England but but that's not even my favorite saying but I understand it like if we all elevating then. You ain't got no reason to look at somebody a different way because they're also elevating. And if somebody needs somebody, then we help each other out. That's also what community truly is. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's something, though, that I learned from being poor. You know mm. saying? Mm. That um, I, was, I, I was afforded the opportunity to do certain things because people gave me an opportunity yep. and they gave me a chance. Yep. And I've always said that if people are nice enough to give me a chance then when I get that opportunity, I'm going to give others a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's always stemmed from as far as as far as far how I think about certain things. I'm willing to share anything with anyone because honestly, other people share things with me. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for others, I wouldn't be where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was the one person who, who, who basically offered up his couch. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was an opportunity that I may never have gotten. I may have just turned around and flew straight back to England. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for that one person, if it wasn't for the, um, uh, for someone giving me the opportunity to uh, to dance in the DJ entertainment company, if it wasn't mm-hmm. for someone who offered me the opportunity to buy their studio, just all these opportunities that I've gotten is because someone has been uh, gracious enough uh-huh. to to lend me a hand. Mm-hmm. And that's how I live my life. I I will help anyone who needs help. Mm-hmm. As long as you're doing it for all the right reasons, mm-hmm. then I'm there for you. I'm glad you made that distinction because I thought about it when you said there's room for everybody. I wanted to put an asterisk there yeah. and go, except... If you're doing it for the right Except reasons. those that take advantage of mm-hmm. and wreak negativity into the community, whichever community it is. There's no room for you. We ain't got room for that. And same thing, I'll help anybody as, as long as... You're not trying to do it to get on over on somebody else. Absolutely, you know. So, uh, we uh, we just had the Chicago Tap Summit uh, not too long ago, and we had a lot of students. And people were like, "You have so many more students this year," and I'm like, "We gave away many more <laughs> scholarships this year <laughs> because if the if if the young folks from the community can't benefit, then why are we really doing? Why it? are we doing it? And I mean, again. Mad rhythms means making a difference, dancing rhythm. So mm-hmm. I've, it's it's what it's always been about since the beginning. For the same reasons you stated, people gave me opportunities. Yes, and if sir. it wasn't for those people giving me those opportunities, I would not have had this life and 
So it's not even a choice for me. It's my responsibility. Exactly. And I feel like you live the same 100, way. 100. <laughs> it's your responsibility uh, to like, reach out and connect and contribute to the next generation. So um, our, our mission statement, um, as far as as far as the hip hop connection is our future is here today, mm, mm. and it was funny because in England we make fun of the fact that Americans always have to have a mission statement <laughs> attached to their companies, right? So, <laughs> right, it's the truth. So I remember coming out of here and then I started hip hop creation. It's almost like, what's your mission statement? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's that mission statement? <laughs> They're like, well, what's your company stand for? I was like, well, that future is here today. Ha 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 ha. So it, it like initially started off as a joke. Uh-huh. But then, I, I start to see how people uh, were receiving it, mm-hmm. and I started to see that uh, that people were being inspired by the things that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And it became real, yeah. And that and and I do tell that story to my dancers because mm-hmm. I want them to realize that uh, when you're able to move mountains when you weren't initially trying to, then you now have an obligation mm-hmm. to keep moving those mountains. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And that's I think it. that's where again it's like our future is here today. Start off as a joke. I like like I was making fun of American <laughs> uh, uh, things, and then I just saw how many people were actually affected by it, and people were actually start to live by that uh, code. So mm-hmm. if you're living by that code, then I have to live by that code Absolutely. because I'm the one at the top. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. Um, so now it's become a real thing where uh, where what I do is for the kids. Mm-hmm. It's for our future. You know what I'm saying? It's because who's going to lead our next generation? Exactly. We exactly. Are. We can't just leave it leave it up for chance. Exactly. Our future <laughs> is literally here today, and it's up to us to teach them the right way because mm-hmm. if they're going to be our future uh, um, uh, nurses, our future doctors, uh, our future astronauts, our future politicians well we need a lot of work with that but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean they are going to be our future yeah. and if if we don't train them the right way now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then we're not going to have a very good future to live in yeah yeah you know what I'm well it's funny that you so okay so that's that's where I wanted to go next anyway is talking about the training aspect of mm-hmm. and, and I say mentoring because mentoring is training Beyond what you do in the studio, what you do on the dance floor. But before I even get to that, I you just made me think about something else. Another thing that I admire about you, and the reason I keep going back to things that I admire about you, because it's the it's one, the reason we've been friends. It's two, the reason I wanted to interview you for the podcast. But it's three, I also think black men don't in public mm. show affection and admiration for other black men enough. The stereotype, yes. Enough. And so, and I, and it made me start thinking about stereotypes. And so, when I first met you, you are a six foot something tall <laughs> black man that does not play basketball. Oh, Lord, I uh, you are you re- you run a hip hop company, <laughs> and I remember seeing this. You're the first time I saw a hip hop company with almost no black people in it, and I went, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Um, oh, and then that was at that time Mad Rhythms was was all black and we only had like one white dancer uh-huh. now times have changed all the way right. around but I just say that to say 
I think one of the things that also keeps us connected as friends is the fact that we don't allow other people to dictate who or how we should be because of who or how we look or any of those things. But I also know that there's an inherent pressure that comes with being a black man, period, in America. So, <laughs> so no, and I'm glad you did bring that up because you're right, it's an American thing. I, like, I didn't feel that pressure because I didn't know anything else. Uh-huh. I wasn't raised here. Uh-huh. I wasn't uh, brought up here. So I don't know a lot of the strife that uh, black Americans have been through mm-hmm. or African Americans have been through. I didn't know that. I didn't know about the slave days and stuff like that. I've had to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it it literally got pushed onto me because I was black. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, wait, but... I didn't live what you lived. Like, right. are you pushing it on me? But then I realized that it, as soon as a black person has a voice, they have to now step up. <laughs> it's part of that responsibility. It's part of the responsibility, yep, right? Yep. You it, become a role model yeah. without even asking to be a role model. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened to me is that I ended up having to be a role model without even really wanting it. But, but again, that's when I realized that my life is now on a, a completely different trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where I realize now that a lot of black folks think, like, they don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. So if someone of influence, which luckily I've been able to attain through the years, mm-hmm. and again, it wasn't because I was searching for the influence. Right. Or, 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 or like, I wasn't trying to be like, like the leader, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was something that was, it was just, uh, I mean, I feel like it was almost bestowed upon me mm-hmm. by the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh gosh, if there's one thing that I hate, it's, <laughs> it's being called uh, the grandfather of hip hop. Like, no, <laughs> stop, stop. You are making me sound old in Chicago. But again- But that's th- how long you've been contributing if you look generationally, because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm dealing with that now too in the tap world, I'm like, I remember being a youngster going to festivals and yeah. watching people get honored and and taking pictures with these folks, yeah. and now I'm going to festivals and getting <laughs> honored and people are taking pictures with me, and it, it's and it's not even from an ego thing; it's a yeah. weird yeah. thing to to have bestowed. Yeah. I, that's a good word you used, bestowed upon you, but. I also relish the fact that my voice, I can now do something with my voice. Well, now these people are listening to me. Mm-hmm. So I better say something worthwhile. I better do things. I better be the example. I better yeah. live in a way that now inspires the next generation to want to do this thing. Because if nobody else tap dances, the, the tap dance is not here. If nobody else does hip hop or street or urban, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, then the dance is not here. So I think that now moves into our roles as as mentors uh, and taking the time to build people and prepare them for what's to come. Woof, that, that, <laughs> that was a whole statement right there. That was a whole thing. You know, I mean, honestly, um, um, man, when it comes to training uh, dancers and, 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 and being a mentor for them, it is not so no i'll take it back because i was about to say it's not easy it is Mm -hmm. it's easy to be a mentor 
but is it easy to be the right kind of mentor mm. right it's because there are good mentors mm-hmm. and there are I don't say bad mentors but there are <laughs> not so positive mentors yeah yeah right uh, different. some people tap into the dark side of the force dark side of the force <laughs> yes part of one um, yeah no it, it, it's and and I've written because I just got done talking to uh, to someone else who's up in Milwaukee and I consider him a real big um, a mentor in Milwaukee his name is Cedric and um, and uh, Cedric Gardner and he is uh, such a big mentor but even he gets down on himself because even though he's been through all the wars and the and this and that and the other he still feels that he's not appreciated right mm. and there are times which i'm sure you brill have also uh <laughs> been through where it's like you give and give and give yep. and you feel that um that all people are doing is taking mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. And then people aren't then respecting you, uh-huh. um, respecting all the effort uh, that like you put in and stuff like that. But one phrase has changed my way of thinking, mm-hmm. and I've got a whole bunch of phrases. <laughs> this one really helped me to kind of like fine tune what I think about the world. Mm. When I do good, no one remembers. When I do bad forgets mm-hmm. that's just life so <laughs> i thought about that and i'm like man wait hold on hold on say that's just life again that's just life <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all right touche I, I couldn't i couldn't help it that was that was a magic moment touche um yeah so um see now just like that threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right so so i realized that it didn't. It didn't really matter how good I was to people. Uh-huh. I could say yes a hundred times, mm-hmm. but as soon as I say no the one time, oh, he's selfish. He don't exactly. Yep, right. Been there, done that. Right. Got the T-shirt and the souvenir mug. Right. And wrote the book. That was not a bit. Um. So yeah. So and that helped me to change my perspective of what I do and how it changed was I'm going to continue doing is because there are people out there mm-hmm. you, who you've inspired who look at you in the positive light but it's so easy to focus on the negative mm-hmm. so easy to focus on the people who like oh like you're this you're that blah 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 but the, and that one voice speaks louder than the 10 people like no but like you're such a great person and da 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 yeah, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and we get so so um, uh, so consumed in the negativity mm-hmm. that uh, we forget the good things that uh, we really have done for people. Yeah, I used to, and this is this is, and I think this is our growth as people. Yes, our growth as leaders and mentors as well. I used to think that, like, when the first, and you know, because you were around, when the first wave of folks that left Mad Rhythms left, it crushed me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I took it personal. It was it was like I put all this, I did, I did, I sacrificed, I yada, 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 yada. And then I realized way later down the line that if I take my ego out of that situation and just go, Mad Rhythms is here for dancers to get what they need. 
Some dancers, it means they'll come and they'll go as quick as they came. Some, it means they'll be here for life. This is their place. This is their home. And some, this was just the next level that they needed to prepare them for whatever the next level they're going to. Once I started seeing it that way, it was less about me and the work I put in and more about why the work was important. Man, (laughs) again, preach, preach. Um, But no, I mean, honestly, it doesn't, I already know what I've done. Uh You know what I'm saying? I know what I've done for people. So you can say whatever you want about me at this point. It doesn't faze me because Mm -hmm. I know what I've done for others. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that if, 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 Every time I go to bed at night, uh-huh. <laughs> I ask myself one thing. Was I the best person I could be that day? All the decisions that I made that day, or was it in my best interest or in the best interests of all? Mm. And if I can say I wasn't selfish and I did it in the best interests of everyone around me and not myself, mm-hmm. I go to sleep good every night. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't faze me who doesn't like me. I learned this from a lady. Um, her, um, her name is Tanisha uh, Brewer. Um, amazing, amazing tap. Uh, I, I said tap coach. Uh, step coach. I, I know. I was about to say. Wait. Step coach. Yes. Um, tap coach? No, she's a step coach. And she said to me something. Again, a lot of things help to kind of change the way that I look at things and perspective and I'm always growing I'm always uh, learning even as a mentor I'm always I'm always still a student uh-huh. right and she said to me it doesn't matter what you do Suave you're not going to be for everyone and I was like mind blown <laughs> like why didn't I think because I take things so personal like yeah. I don't get it I'm trying to be a good person I'm trying to be a good that, human that, being that's our egos right that's our egos so why doesn't everyone like me yeah and yeah. then I realized because not everyone likes a positive tall black <laughs> six foot four English speaking saying brother like yeah yeah it, yeah. Is, it, it, it is what it is <laughs> listen man I had a I had a guy tell me and then the I'm going to get there. My mom used to live in Inglewood for a small period of time, and I would go over, and she was having some problem with some of the neighborhood guys. Before she moved into this building, it was the hangout porch where they hung out all night, every night. She moved there. They decided it's still our hangout porch, but now she's calling me like, I didn't sleep well because these guys are hanging out. So I decided to confront these guys in Inglewood. <laughs> in Inglewood, in Chicago. If you know, you know. If you don't, you know, you I'll know. tell you later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was so funny. So I'm back and forth with these guys. I'm like, yo, why, why, why can't y'all just leave this porch alone? Go somewhere else. Oh man, you, da, 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 da. and they, and they, you know, they, they all in my grill. And one guy says to me, and I think he thinks it's gonna be the biggest insult in the world. He looks me dead in my eye. He say, man, you soft. You probably ain't even from Chicago. Look at you. You square. And I was like, that, that, and I, t- I looked at him and I said, you think that's an insult? <laughs> Man, you a square. You a square. And they just, he just went all in and I'm like, huh. I don't even have to tell him where I'm from on the west side of Chicago. I don't even have to tell him what I came up doing. His whole perception 
is that for me talking, <laughs> I'm gonna get on that and say, yeah. "Go ahead." Is that for me talking to him and the way I carry myself? I never have been where he is now. He he has no idea, and I just I, and I took from that moment. I was like, "Yeah, it, it, people expect and people think one thing because of one other thing, and it just it all boils down to." I know who I am. I don't have to tell you mm-hmm. what I'm like. I say in that moment, I didn't even go into ego. I, I it, like I, for a minute, I went there, and I was like, I don't even because he don't know. He just doesn't have a clue. Another saying that I go by: <laughs> If you think I'm a prince, I'm a prince. If you think I'm a pauper, I'm a pauper. But it really doesn't matter what you think because I know who I am. Right? Uh, when you coming out with the book of quotes? I dude, I I I've started writing them down. All right, I've started writing them should, down. Like should. honestly, because I I because all these things, all these quotes that I hear, um, I feel like I feel like they've all helped to mold my way of thinking. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the perception thing, yeah. Like, let me touch on that real quick because I always because I always hear, oh my god, suave. Um, the first time I met you, you were so intimidating, right? <laughs> Tall, black, six foot four, eight. <laughs> and you walk with your chest up. And then you got like a funny accent. I'm like, okay, but have you ever taken the the time to sit and talk to me <laughs> and realize that I'm just a big old teddy bear. <laughs> I, I can talk about anything to anyone at and I'll any smile time. at any time. I'm there for you. you but your perception of me uh-huh. was something that you created in mm-hmm. your own head. And reacted to. And reacted to. Like I was to. afraid that person said they were afraid to approach you because yeah. of their perceptions. And as soon as you step away from a perception and talk to a human being, you will realize that that perception that you had may be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with people thinking that <laughs> I'm scary and tall and I'm hard tall because I I wasn't the one who gave you that. Right, right. That, you know what I'm saying? <coughs> you stereotyped me. Uh-huh. What you did is you saw something and you added a stereotype to that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That was your problem, not mine. Yep. So I'm going to keep doing me until you figure out where you're wrong, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, you know what I'm saying that's 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 another that's another um, thing that we that we have a lot of commonality on, uh, especially. Oh, oh, oh! You you could dance. <laughs> you're kind of a big guy, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. But watch me do my thing. So I, I I love busting stereotypes and changing perceptions. That that's part of my. That's why I get violent. I bust them up. I, I I kick perceptions down. And the funny thing is, right? So no one ever claims to have ever seen me dance. <laughs> that's the funny part about it. They're like, dude. We've never seen you dance. There's no videos of you. Well, I told you, I, I caught one video of you teaching. <laughs> but you've been dancing your whole life. And it's that's great. what I do. I teach. Yes, I've danced before, but I've I've never been a look at me kind of person. Uh-huh. I've never been a, hey, um, I'm about to do something. Let's take a video of that. I don't do that. Oh, yeah. I got you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't because it's not about... And... No shade thrown on 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 like anyone who lives on social media, but I don't care about it like that. It's not about me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm saying I live in the moment. Not saying that they don't, uh-huh. but either either, <laughs> and, either and. right, right. <laughs> come on, come on with the theme. Come I'm not. On with the theme. <laughs> I'm not saying that like what I'm doing is wrong or what they're doing is wrong, and right. and I'm doing is right. But that's not how I choose to live. Like I live in a different moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're living through the moment of of let me record everything, right? And um, and they say memories. I want them for memories. I've probably got about mm, twenty thousand pictures and um, and videos mm-hmm. in my phone. I bet. Yep. How many of those do you think I've looked at <laughs> in the last five years? <laughs> nope. I only look into my phone. I'm only laughing because I'm with you. <laughs> I I only look into my phone to remember what I did last week. Well, yep. No, saying to remember the choreo from last week. Uh-huh. Outside of that, yeah, it's memories. But honestly, memories live in your brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Memories live in your head forever. You know, what I'm saying yeah. I don't, I don't need a picture to remind me how someone was. Uh-huh. It's how they made me feel is what I remember. Now that's a saying that I've heard quite a bit. Yes, like, and I've that, heard that, that saying that, as you well. Know, people. They'll, they'll, they won't remember what you did Always what you said But they'll always remember how you made them Yeah feel. And I think And it's funny that you brought up the social media Because you know as, as you and I were talking before We actually started Hit the record button We were talking about the things of Like for me I hope every dancer Has the opportunity to have a mentor And that that mentor Is Worthy of mentoring that dancer or those dancers because it helps it helps define I think the trajectory of whatever art form or whatever dance form we do. But you know, social media has changed all that. Now you can record a video, get a bunch of likes, it's on and popping, you're popular, you don't need anybody, can't nobody tell you nothing. And it's a lot of that out here in the world too. And I'm not even saying that that's bad. I just wish it's either and. I just wish that all those dancers have the opportunity to connect with somebody in their lives that will help them steer through some of the things that they may navigate the wrong way. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) honestly, it just goes back to if you want to live that way, Uh cool. Now, I do... I do make a lot of jokes and fun about the um, <laughs> um, about my dancers being on social media and TikTok and what have you, and I get it. It's their world. It's their reality. Yeah, I totally understand it. But again, I choose not to like that's, and again, not to say that like it wasn't how I was raised, right? Because then it starts to make it sound like dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> like you're the one. And I say you're the like. Not saying get off my lawn, guy. Right? Um, <laughs> no, it's not like I get it, but at the same time, I can step back and appreciate life without having to look through the lens of a camera. But that is because of our age. Like we're the last generation of, I like to say, analog childhood, digital adulthood. Who's we, me, man? We, I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about that. Look, look, look. I, if I'm you look at this podcast, you see all this exactly. great. Exactly. I've I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that to me, that's the benefit because we know life without it. Yeah. We don't need it to survive. Whereas the generations that have come after us, and I mean, there's babies that are learning how to 
they they can work social media on a phone before they can speak. I got a, a super funny story. So <laughs> I was playing, um, I was teaching class, and I decided to do like, uh, um, I think it was uh, "Take on Me" by Aha, right? Uh huh. And people were like, "Wait, that's not a hip hop song. It doesn't have to be." And I was saying, "I'm just, I'm just like creative like that, right?" And then, um, so I, I taught them the song. And then the next week, I came back. I was like, hey, uh, what song did we do again? And the kids were like, oh, like, I'm not saying, not saying that, like, ancient song. I'm like, ancient? Wait, what song is it? A take on me. It was like, oh, wait. that's So if you think that's ancient, what do you think of the, like, of the songs back in the 70s? They're like, oh, my gosh, like, that's really old. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, well, then what do you think about the music in the 50s? And the kid was like, there was electricity back then? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, yes. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. Like, this, this, they it's just a, don't it, know. It's, they don't, a, it's a different world. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different world. And you have to be, I find myself telling stories and then I can't get through the story with the kids because I'm like, oh, so I'm like, band. we used to watch, I was like, y'all got footage. You know, y'all can just go to the computer and pull up what you need to see. We had it on tape, VHS tape. Maybe. And they looking at me like, oh, what's the tape? Right. And I'm like, so a VHS tape is like, da, 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 and you put it in a VCR. Well, a VCR is. What's da, a VCR? Da, 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 <laughs> and so, and. It's and, crazy. You know, so it, 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 I think just being able to acknowledge that things are where they are yeah, now. It's different. But there's also some things that never get old. Mm-hmm. Like having grace with people, being mm-hmm. patient mm-hmm. with people, like. Being respectful to people That's Preach. not going to change No matter what the generation is And I think those are the things Of course It's not supposed to change <laughs> But this generation Yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah A lot yeah, of change yeah. in, Like even in that movement There's been a lot of change About uh-huh. the respect Yeah, yeah No, that's right And maybe that's what I mean It's not supposed to change And those are the things I will never stop mm-hmm. Preaching and teaching yes, And mentoring into the dancers I work with but you're right. Respect does change. I remember the first time when I was teach, start teaching my teen programs, and they all had their phones, and they would find the nearest outlet and plug in, and I'd be like, "Y'all know somebody owned this building, right? <laughs> Not one of y'all asked, can I plug my phone in? You just assume that because you need the power, nothing else matters. So yeah, and everybody will steal anything from an iPhone." Charger, Oof. plug, AirPods, and <laughs> turn everybody into thieves. I wouldn't know. I don't deal with such uh, trivial <laughs> things like iPhones. <laughs> oh, I have an Android. Yeah, so do I. The far superior. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Androids, we still out here. We still, still out superior. here. Actually, you know what, though? And the funny thing is, though, um, uh, iPhones are only big and... Um, Apple is the biggest thing in America, uh-huh. but but Android is the biggest thing in the world, and that's something that a lot of Americans don't even realize. I don't even go that far. I just tell people, you know, our cameras are better. Oh, absolutely, dude! And, I, I just and, had this conversation yesterday, and we just we we had to do some comparisons, and mm-hmm. now and now, folk in Mad Rhythms will be like, no, get real to take it. His camera, yep. better. I now had true. That. I can't airdrop you the pictures after we do, which is true. Which is <laughs> but true. I can WhatsApp them to you. So now exactly, what? Facebook freaking messenger all day long. 
Um, now you know this podcast just took a turn to the two old guys <laughs> sitting around <laughs> reminiscing uh, about okay, technology. Let's... <laughs> uh, okay, you hear the two let's of them. Let's take you back. Um, <laughs> mentoring, yes. <laughs> but I will say the the through line I think I find in there is that having that respect. For what came before, yes, and teaching your dancers to have that respect for what came before, which includes you and all that came before you, is how we keep creating evolution within whichever art forms we practice. So the funny thing is, I like I never had a mentor growing up, and that's real strange, right? Because uh-huh. a lot of people have their dance mentors. Uh-huh. My dance mentor talking about a VHS tape was breaking one on VHS like that's how I learned about about hip hop and street that's so I was like oh my god he's so been turbo on and ozone turbo and ozone were your, were your on screen mentors yes. alright alright okay exactly um, so so yeah it just goes back to to realizing what my job or or just what my destiny was, right? It's because mm-hmm. uh, there's destiny and fate. I don't believe in fate. I um, I believe in destiny. Mm. And let me kind of... I was going to say, what's the you. difference? Talk what's to the me. difference? Fate, uh, when people say, well, it was fate for me not to get this job. No, you just didn't try hard enough. Mm. So I don't use the word fate to determine the outcome of something that you might have had control over. Mm. Destiny... Is something that you were always meant to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You were always destined to be a great communicator. You were always destined to be a great teacher. You were always uh, destined to be uh, um, a freak of nature in sports. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fate. Yeah, I... I I hear you on that. I, I even see how you could use one to say, well, if you didn't get that job, it might have been fate because that job wouldn't have led you to your destiny. Okay, that was deep. <laughs> that was deep. I like that. I like that. I enjoyed that. I've never had anyone kind of uh, throw it at me. Push back a little bit, a little yeah, bit, a no, little no, bit. No, no. I like it. I like it though. Yeah. Uh, but I think, um, I think, I think people use the word fate or can use the word fate to be lazy as a cop out. As, as a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. No, you I get that. Yep. Um, I think, and again, I can only talk about myself and how I, I got to where I was now. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fate. Mm-hmm. That wasn't luck. That was straight hard work. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I got to where I am now because I hustled. Mm-hmm. You know that, Grant. You know that hustle. You've been doing it <laughs> as long as I have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I will never turn around and say, well, uh, fate got me there. Mm-hmm. It didn't. That was me. <laughs> that was me. All me. Uh-huh. And I was saying, yes, uh, did things happen or transpire so that I end up uh, doing one thing over another? Yeah, sure, it did. But I, again, I'm not going to, because it doesn't matter what path I took, I was always going to get there. Mm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what path I took, I was always going to be that. I'm you know what I'm saying? with you on that. Um, so that goes back into mentoring uh, when it comes to mentoring, I think a lot of dancers from the old school, and, and old school meaning maybe five plus years, 10 plus years, um, I think a lot of those people understand the importance of someone who trained them. Mm-hmm. But 
I believe that technology has taken a lot of that away. Mm-hmm. I, um, and again, either end, um, it's not that that's wrong, but at the end of the day, don't tell me something that you saw on social media to be the truth without first of all researching where it came from. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, I was teaching at a convention this past weekend and I said, all right, show me the, um, show me the jerk. All right. Mm-hmm. And they started doing the backwards run thing. And I said, that's not the jerk. <laughs> and they were like, well, on TikTok. Yeah. And I said, yep. well, let me tell you that TikTok was wrong. They're like, well, how can it be? <laughs> what do you mean? How could it be wrong? Oh yeah. TikTok so is, TikTok if it's on the internet, long. it must be real. Yep. No, to saying? a lot of people, and I said young folks, right? And I said no, like, and and I showed them what the jerk was, and I said uh, the move you were doing was called the reject. <laughs> Those are two different things. And I, well, we thought I was like, that's what you get for thinking. Uh-huh. How about now studying uh-huh. and learning from someone who knows? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That is being a mentor. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to explain things uh-huh. that you don't know and guiding you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? No, you just summed that up perfectly. <laughs> that was that was the perfect summation <laughs> of what a mentor is and the difference between you can go out there and get it on your own, but a mentor will still help put it into perspective. It's another word. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Uh, history is history. Yeah. His, like, you can't change history. Although people change narratives. They, yes. You can change <laughs> narratives, but you can't change history. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, where something always came from, it always came from there. Yeah. You can't change that. You can't change or try to change terminology. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the running man, right? <laughs> the running man, we all know. Oh, I'll take that back. <laughs> the um the uh, I'm trying not to make it sound old. Um <laughs> the earlier generations that ship has sailed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the earlier generations, we know what the running man is. Yeah, the running man, yeah. I mean, that was something from the eighties. You know what I'm saying? But then when um I think of you, right? Yeah. Uh, Quad City DJs came out uh, with my boo. Um, was it? Was it uh, Quad City DJs? It was. It was one of those guys. And I think so. I think no. I think you're right. Right, and then they did that whole running man running thing that yeah, they were yeah. doing, and all the kids were like, "That's the running man." Nah. I was like, "No, that's not the running man." Like I was disgusted. Oh, you got, <laughs> if you want to see the running man, put on BBD. Poison in a room Thank full of you. 30 and 40 and you're gonna you. see the running man. You'll see what the running man is. But <laughs> but again, right, it's one of those things like you're now on social media, uh-huh. letting that now dictate the narrative of what you think something is. And then you're telling someone who's older than you, who's been through it, that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, at what point do you think that you're now going to grow and evolve? Mm, mm. And, and what do mentors do? Mentors are the ones that help you to grow and evolve. Yep. So it's okay to have the social media that can teach you certain things, mm-hmm. but the mentor is there to guide you. Absolutely. 
I tell my students all the time, and if I don't know something, I'll tell you I don't know. Exactly. And then we can do that research together and come next week and we'll have a talk exactly. about it. Exactly. But and yeah. that's being humble as well. Yeah. That's also that's also being like a down to earth, true to form mentor. Absolutely. Is also accepting what you don't know. Yep. I don't know everything that's ab- right. about the hip hop world. But if I'm gonna open my mouth, <laughs> it's because I know about it. Yep. And I will help you and guide you through whatever you need to learn. But don't you dare say, well, on social media it says, if I know where it came from. Mm. So it is. As, so as students um, and also as mentors, I feel like we need to be able to, to go to kids in their environment, mm-hmm. in their space, and say, hey, yes, this is something that you're doing now. Mm-hmm. This whole social media thing, a TikTok, Instagram, whatever else, uh, Snapchat, I get it. But don't let that be the tool that teaches you life lessons. Mm-hmm. It's because the only people who are going to be able to teach you life lessons <laughs> is a good and positive mentor uh-huh. not just a mentor a good and positive one mm-hmm. I'll tell you this just last week in my adult class um, cause I have a grown and sexy tap classes where the adults come and Vanessa our producer is also one? a member of the grown and sexy tap classes ooh sucky sucky Mad <laughs> rhythms conservatory of tap but dance it was so funny I had a student who uh I started working on paddling rolls, which is a tap step. Oh, I'm familiar. You're familiar? Okay, you know, <laughs> just, you know. But uh, she came early the next week and so was in the studio just warming up and was watching a video off YouTube of someone teaching paddling rolls. It was not what I had taught. And so I was like, let me see what you're doing there. And she shows me, I said, now that's, not only is that not it, that's not what I taught you. So you went, to YouTube while waiting on me to come into the room. <laughs> Research something that was wrong. <laughs> and started watching and practicing with something that was different than what I taught you. And so I was like, yeah, you got to be very careful. I said, let me tell you the people to go to on YouTube. And that, again, that's where the mentor comes in. We can use technology, and we do. We often use technology to accentuate what we do as mentors and teachers, but let me tell you the people to study. Let me tell you where to go because you, you'll just stumble up on something and it'll be all wrong. And did you also just see what what you just did as well? You said, let me show you the people to go to. You weren't like, no, I am going to show you, da-da-da-da. Oh, you're right. <laughs> right? You said, hey, these are also other people uh-huh, you uh-huh. can also now go see. And <laughs> yeah, da, da. yeah. That again is being a true mentor is someone who's willing to say, "Hey, I like I may not either know it all, uh-huh. or even if I do, I'm going to show you other people who also know it." Yeah. Sh- spread the love. Yeah. Share the love. These are like these are my people. <laughs> go forth and learn <laughs> and learn. Find wood and express yourself. Exactly. I mean, like you know what? Honestly are the craziest things and I get into a lot of amazing uh, conversations with like other teachers and mentors just as far as just being 
able to allow your students to branch out, right? It's because a lot of mentors are scared of losing the people who they've trained. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, no. I mean, uh, you touched on it earlier. It's okay for your dancers to come mm-hmm. and leave. Mm-hmm. If they think that's their path, if they feel that, um, if they feel like they have nothing more to learn from you, mm-hmm. okay, go do what you think you need to do because I don't own you. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You can do whatever you want, but if you think that what I have to offer you is valuable, then you'll stay. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start to feel, now, the hard thing becomes is when they're getting outside noise. Right? <laughs> outside noise uh-huh, and uh-huh. then all of a sudden you're like well wait no 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 don't listen to that it's just because that looks good mm-hmm. or because that's shinier right exactly yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying uh, the grass is greener over there because you see all these dude social media is all a perception <laughs> yeah you, you show people it's it's uh, life programming. You show mm. people what of your life you want them to see exactly. to create the picture of your life that you want to show them. That that you think is so super. I know people who who on on social media look like the happiest people, on earth. <laughs> and then. I'll get a phone call and they're telling me all their stuff. I was like, really? Because that's funny because- Because I, I couldn't see that from, I couldn't see that yeah, on your social media. Yeah. On your social media, you actually like, you were the happiest person in the world, da, da, da. Like, well, I don't want people to see um, uh, the hardships that I'm going through. Well, then then what you're showing them is something that isn't real. Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. you only want to show them only the good stuff well, how does that help other people who are going through heartache? Because now all, all all the people who are going through stuff, all they're seeing is someone that's happy all the time. Uh-huh. And they think that they should be they that think, way. Yeah, or they, or they think that it's something wrong with them in particular because they're not that right. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, one of the best videos that I put out that went what I would consider viral for a tap video was me messing up. I was on stage and I said, this is what happens when you when your right foot don't listen to whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but the the little clip was of me performing and trying to do something on my left and it didn't work and I told the audience, don't clap. That didn't work. Oh, that's funny. And the whole video was just me like talking with the audience about what I'm trying to make happen with my feet. And that video did because and I said people, I said, you know what? I've been working hard to put out all of these what I consider, <laughs> you know, perfected videos and all that and the one that did the most traffic was the one of me messing up and somebody said yeah because you're being honest and people appreciate the honesty I was like oh it just makes you real yeah I'm saying it makes you attainable it makes you a human being I'm saying it makes you reachable now Uh, it makes you relatable Mm -hmm. Um, and I think and again, I mean, these are things that I say in like either my classes or, or like in the conventions that I teach at, um, there's no such thing as perfection. Yeah. There's no such thing as perfection. There's improvement, <laughs> but there's no such thing as, um, as That's perfection. Right. And it was crazy because um, at the convention that I was at uh, this past weekend, I was at the Dance Masters of Wisconsin and there's um and they have an ambassador program 
Okay. Where basically they interview five or six kids to be, um, and one of them uh, makes it as the ambassador for that year. Okay. So as uh, three judges, and we had to interview each um, each ambassador one by one. And um, the third kid walks in and says, "Hey, you may not." I remember me, but I took a class from you last year mm-hmm. and you said to me that uh, there's no such thing as perfection and that um, all there is is improvement. And that has helped me to look at dance way differently mm. than what I did uh, back then because I was always looking to be perfect. And I want to thank you for saying that a year ago. Wow. And that hit me like, man, <laughs> like, like I don't even remember who you are. Yeah, yeah. But then again, it always goes back to the mentoring side of things is that it doesn't matter who you talk to, who you speak to, and you never know what words are going to get through. So you just keep on talking, just keep on spitting, just keep on spitting until... and. And hope that, you know what I'm saying, someone's listening. Yeah, yeah, that the words are getting through. You know what I'm saying? It's because literally, but it, it's it's a lot harder, though, to get that on a YouTube, on an Instagram. Because, yeah, a lot of people say a lot of inspirational things, but are they real people who you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, can you call them up uh, when things are, are bad in your life? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say, oh, hey, you know what? I'm going through A, B, C, and D. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's okay to get all this inspiration again from all of the social media outlets, but that's why you need a mentor. Yeah. You need someone who you can actually um, either pick up a phone or or call or, or talk to after a rehearsal and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is what's going on in my world. Do you have any advice? Mm. That is why you need a mentor. <laughs> so as you're talking, I hear all the the inspiration and the motivation. Like throughout this whole thing, you've been dropping quotes. I asked you about the quote book, and um, <laughs> so I think the last thing you should do is uh, is uh, is talk a little bit about uh, your new motivation you. slash yes, inspiration oh venture. Wow, you know what? Why are you um, talking? I'm going to pull it back up on the computer. Yeah, no, you and I can talk about it so much. But um, I've realized through all of my teaching that um, I love to be an inspiration for others and for people. Hold on. Be inspired. Stay inspired. So my new website <laughs> is Be Inspired, Stay Inspired. And I do uh, motivational talks around the country. Um, I do schools, I do, um, organizations, um, I do, uh, colleges, uh, wherever. Um, and I put together, um, a 45 minute hour, um, up to an hour and a half presentation, just about inspiration. Um, and this is a passion of mine because if I can reach a multitude a multitude of people around the world, then uh, my reach goes a lot further. Um, and I think that's what, um, that's something that is super important to me is being able to reach out to anyone and anyone is because all it takes is for one person to hear you to change their life. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing a lot more of the motivational speaking and I'm trying to get uh, uh, my man here, Brill Baron, into it as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Into the little league of, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, of motivational I, I, speakers. I would love to do that. Um, and we'll, we'll make sure to put a link in the description so people can go directly to it. Cause, Appreciate uh, it. I think it's beautiful, man. One of the quotes that has stuck with me my entire life was hearing this motivational speaker named Les Brown. Mm. And he always said, conceive it, believe it, achieve it. I, I put that on the wall. Nice. Like, I, I say it all the time. I've quoted it back in articles and interviews. So I understand the power of not only being a mentor and the things we've been talking about, but also being a motivational speaker. Like, sometimes people just need to hear and get, like I said, you've been dropping gems this whole interview. You've been <laughs> dropping wisdom, dropping gems, motivational, inspirational. So it only makes sense that you have a motivational speaking Empire. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm speaking it into existence. Absolutely. Empire. Empire will come from. You will be a part of that empire, my friend. Because oh, that's why I'm speaking it into existence. You are one of, <laughs> I mean, for all those who know Brill, and even if you don't know Brill, like he is honestly one of the most motivational leaders um, out there. I mean, like all the kids he's mentored and all the <laughs> kids who have now become amazing human beings and are out there um actually like living their dreams. Yeah. Um but all that all that came from a mentor. And that mentor's <laughs> name was Brill Barrett. I appreciate that. I I pay you uh after the well with that being said we're gonna bring this interview to a close or this conversation i don't even feel like this was an interview no, this um, was not an interview <laughs> <laughs> it was a real good conversation and i enjoyed having it with you uh we'll have to do it again Appreciate um it. this has been the one and only suave thank you very much and don't forget uh to come to the one 2024 at the harold washington cultural center um, it will be April 27th. That's it. That's so it. 2024. Y'all got it. So you can't say you didn't know when the date was. Put it in your calendar. Save the date now. Um, I'm your host, Brill Barrett, and this has been the Either And Podcast. Talk to y'all soon. Peace. <laughs>